0: Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. Hope you're having a great week. Had a really good weekend of uh, played some pickleball and uh, played some pickleball today. I am going to talk about something that happened this morning and uh, define how I'm approaching it and uh, recommend that you do the same with when, you, when it happens to you because it happens to all of us at some point or another. Uh, but, you know, this weekend I got to watch some of the... Uh, ppa Takea showcase and you know some of the best pickleball around in terms of the the uh the competition and so i'm embarking on a three video series that we're going to be publishing on into pickle on the youtube channel uh and um and we're sharing that with some members of our community some of the additional email, the videos that i'm making out of that so it's pretty interesting to see what you can learn from the best players in pickleball even those players although they play amazing pickleball, uh, you know, they, they're areas that they can still work on their game. So we're going to be, uh, breaking that down. But what I want to talk about this week is I want to talk about a book that I'm reading, which is uh sports psychology for dummies by Dr. Todd K. He was a guest of ours during the, um, the 2022 summit this, uh, this year, uh, in June. And, uh, There's a concept in there that we deal with. We've dealt with it before in terms of, you know, failure being uh, not necessarily a bad thing, but I want to talk about it the way that that it's framed out in the book, which has to do with failure and loss. And then in the riff, I'm going to talk to you about what happened to me today during a pickleball session I played this morning and how I got tagged on the book on the court more than once and uh, how I interpret that information. So let's stay tuned for some pickleball therapy. Pickleball like life has inflection points those times when the light bulbs just go on and you see everything better it's the same with pickleball sometimes those light bulbs will go on and you're gonna play better if you're ready to turn on the lights of pickleball join us inside the pickleball system class is open for registration it's only a limited amount of time i don't know when you're listening to the podcast so i can't tell you exactly when but it's pretty soon i'm gonna put a link below go to the pickleballsystem.com and join us for our next class let CJ and I show you how to turn on the lights. We'll see you in class. As I mentioned, I've been going back and reading Sports Psychology for Dummies by Dr. K. A really good book, kind of, you know, really, uh, you know, just, just gives you the the highlights uh, without a lot of, uh, uh, it doesn't bog you down, right? And, and, and not that there's anything wrong with learning more in depth on some of these areas, but it keeps it kind of going and gives you some really high-level things to think about in terms of your game and, and how you how you uh, interact with information that you receive from playing pickleball. And one of the areas that he talked about that resonated with me that I wanted to share with you is this idea that losing is not failing, right? That you can't you you can't conflate, if you will, the a, a losing a game and being a failure in that game. Those are two entirely different things. And so, you know, the one way to think about it is is that you can fail at your at your game plan, right? So you failed to do the things that you set out to do that day for yourself, but you may still win the game. An example would be, you know, you if, if you were playing against, um, you know, I'm going to pick on Ben Johns because the videos about him and his brother Colin, you're playing against Ben and Colin Johns, um, you know, they might have failed in everything they wanted to do. They're probably still going to win the game uh, because that's the difference. That's how good they are as as pickleball players. Likewise, you could succeed in everything that you want to do, meaning you didn't fail. Right. Remember, the, the opposite of failure is not winning. The opposite of failing is succeeding. So you could succeed in accomplishing everything that you set out to accomplish that day on the pickleball court. You did the absolute best that you could have ever done playing pickleball that day. And still come up short, particularly again if you're playing against you know Ben and his brother Colin. Doesn't really matter what you do. Probably going to end up you know coming up short that day. The example that uh, Dr. Kays gave had to do with uh, a golfer uh, who they had been working with, and that golfer played lights out like that that particular tournament, right? Lights out, like the best they'd ever done, career best this, career best that. Still didn't win the tournament, right? So is that a failure? You know the the position is that Dr. Case takes and that I would recommend that you take. And we, you know, we, we, we concur there. That is not a failure. That is a success, right? You still didn't win, but you still, you, you succeeded in doing what you wanted to do. And what I, uh, what I think about in terms of, you know, the failure and, and, you know, the failure and losing not being the same thing is it's akin to a concept that we use a lot inside the system, which is this idea of process and results. Now, we didn't make, you know, we, we're not the, the uh, originators of the idea of focusing on process rather than results. The example that we give in our camps is because we use it there as well, we use it in all our teaching is, you know, the, one of the, the greatest coaches, if not the greatest coach of, of uh, college football in the history, Nick Saban at Alabama. Um, you know, one thing you can tell about Nick Saban is that he is a process coach. And the example that we give is, you know, you can watch a, a game that they're playing against, a, say, a Division Two team, a team that's just outmatched, and and that Alabama's going to beat no matter what they do, whether they succeed at their mission or you know succeed in their game plan or not, and in, in, in implementing it. Um, what you'll see in that is you'll see the end of the game. It'll be something like, you know, sixty-two to three, and there's like a minute left, and you'll see Nick. They'll they'll pant to Nick Saban on the sideline, and he's throwing his head headset. He's you know, he's hot under the collar, screaming mad, right? Now, he's not mad because of the outcome of the game. That game is already going to... They're going to win the game. There's no question about that at that stage. What he's upset about is somebody missed a block, somebody missed an assignment, somebody didn't run the right route, whatever it was that that uh, he noticed was not done correctly. Because Nick Saban's focus is not on the results. He wants the results, but he knows he'll get them because he focuses on the process. And what happens is that missed block no it's not going to hurt you when you know you're up 60 whatever to 3 but it will hurt you when you're playing another top 10 team the next week or the week after that and what again what Nick Saban knows is he focuses on the process the results will be what they're going to be so he's evaluating the performance of his team not based on the win or loss He's evaluating the performance of his team based on the success or failure of that team to accomplish its objectives, to carry out its game plan and its mission when they're out on the field. You can do the same thing when you're out on the pickleball court. When you go out on the pickleball court, give yourself a, a mission, if you will, right? Give yourself, today I'm going to avoid the net more. Today I'm going to hit my returns to serve deeper. Today I'm going to try and work on a backhand you know, volley, whatever it is that you're trying to do. Focus on that and and then grade yourself based on how well you did the thing that you set out to do, not on the W's, not on the L's of the different matches that you're playing. Because if you look at it, not just specific to that particular session that you're in, but big picture, which it, by focusing more on results, by keeping your eye on what's important and evaluating your success or failure based on how you did relative to the goals that you set for yourself that day, you're going to have a more productive day on the pickleball court and big picture, you're going to play your best pickleball. All right. In the riff, I'm going to share with you how I got tagged today out on the pickleball court. And it wasn't once, unfortunately, more than once, but how I take that information and I can use it to my advantage, uh, in, in avoiding getting tagged in the future. So stay tuned for the riff. Most pickleball players spend a lot of time thinking about and comparing pickleball paddles, but you know, what's more important than a pickleball paddle your shoes. Are you wearing the right kind of shoes to play pickleball in? If you're not sure, consider trying out shoes that are designed and made specifically for pickleball. Tyrol shoes are the shoes that CJ and I both wear out on the pickleball court. Remove any doubt about whether the shoes you're wearing are right for pickleball. Check out Tyrol shoes. I'll put a link in the show notes. Protect your most valuable asset out there, your body, with the right shoes. Wear the right shoes and play longer on the court. So I got to play pickleball this morning, which if you know, uh, if you follow our podcast, you know I got my bowl of ice cream. If you haven't heard the bowl of ice cream episode, highly recommend that you check that out. Uh, but you know, so I got my bowl of ice cream this morning. We I won some, I lost some. Good pickleball today, and the um, but but here's what happened. So in the last game we were playing, I think it was the last game or the next the last two games we were playing, I got tagged, and tagged means I got hit with the ball, right? I hit once uh, around chest level and once around my belly level. Both times were balls that I should have gotten out of the way of. And I was, I guess, like I said, I was trying to get out of the way of, but I didn't. And so I came home and I showed Jill. And, you know, I took a shower and I showed Jill. Um, I, I walked into the room without a shirt on and started chatting with her. And she was like, what's that on your chest? And so she could see it was a ball. And I'm like, oh, I got tagged. And, you know, so I could be upset about it, right? I could be like, man, I can't believe, you know, so-and-so hit me with the ball. And he was very apologetic. It was the same player who tagged me twice. And I told him, I said, no, I want you to tag me. Please tag me. Because what tagging me tells me is I'm not paying attention, right? I'm not getting ready to get out of the way of the ball in time. And so I take it as actually a learning opportunity when I'm out on the pickleball court, because there's... If the, if the ball hits my body, there's really t- two things that I should have done. One of two things. Either I should have gotten out of the way of the ball, or if I wanted to hit it, I should have had my paddle ready and be able to hit that ball. So I don't, you know, I don't, pickleball hitting you, unless it's square in the eye, is not going to cause you permanent damage. So I would suggest to you, if you get hit with the ball, take that as a word, not as a badge of honor, but as a badge of reminder, maybe as to what it is that you need to do next time you play pickleball which is to get yourself ready to get out of the way of those shots, particularly when you know you're playing a player who can be aggressive, who can, which this player can be. And I don't mean that as a criticism. It's perfectly fine play. So, you know, use these opportunities as learning opportunities. You know, same thing when you get, you know, you're out there uh, playing. Me, me and a friend of mine uh, played uh, some players the other day that just asked for a pickup game, and we didn't slam balls at them like that, but we ended up beating them pretty handily both the games. And they were very gracious about it, very nice about it. And they looked at it as a learning opportunity from which to learn to how to play better pickleball. Because what will happen is you'll run into players who are hitting shots that you're just not used to, whether it's the angle uh, that they're hitting or the type of ball they're hitting or whatever it is. There's going to be times that you're um, going to be uh, handcuffed, if you will, out on the court and you're going to not know what to do. take those as learning opportunities. And I'm going to share with you one more story. It's a war story. Uh, Jill and I, back in the day, uh, played at a local rec center here. Uh, I think it was on Tuesdays or Thursdays. And we were among the better players there, right? Jill and I could hold our own and usually come out on top because we were good tennis players. So we translated that to pickleball. Now, at the time, we didn't really realize that we were not really playing pickleball. We were playing mini tennis, but we could get away with that. So it was around the holidays, and these two gentlemen came in, father and son, and uh, you know they looked like they meant business, right? They had their battles, and they looked serious. And so the consensus was that Jill and I should go play him. So off we went to play him on the court, and we were done in about three or four minutes, and they beat us 11-0. And it was, I, I thanked them. Because it was one of the it was eye opening for us. Um, you know, I took that information, I said, okay, they're hitting balls that I've never seen before. And what they're hitting were third shot drops in the corners, which is now I recognize is pretty common at my level, but at the time I didn't know how to handle it. And they we just didn't have an answer. So whether you're getting beat 11 0 or you're getting tagged, take those as learning opportunities and tying it to what we said earlier. You know, what they are is. It's not about the win-loss, it's about the process, right? Learning opportunities, take that information, and what's going to happen if you use it constructively is you'll improve your pickleball play. All right, so I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Uh, Remember, if you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. It really helps us reach as many players as possible, and that's our mission. And if you liked it, share it with your friends. If you enjoyed it, they probably will too. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.